Iowa everywhere. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, guys? I just wanted to say a couple things uh, before we start this week's podcast. We talked about some stuff that people might maybe aren't expecting. You know, obviously, Iowa State had a big win over Oklahoma last night on the road down in Norman. Iowa's got a big game coming up Thursday night at Hilton or at uh, at Carver Hawkeye Arena against Indiana. We did touch on that a little bit, but not in the ways that you guys probably would think. Uh, Jordan's been sick. He hasn't been able to watch much basketball. He's been down pretty bad. And I think anybody who listens to the podcast will, will be able to, to see that. Um, but it's been an interesting week, uh, around the sports world, especially, you know, I think in our, our local area, you know, I think everything that happened with DeMar Hamlin on Monday, thoughts and prayers with him and, and his family, obviously, as he continues to go through, uh, what he's going through and continues to fight for, uh, for life really. And, and, uh, you know, you, then you think about what has happened with Patrick McCaffrey over the last several days and his decision to step away from, from basketball. There's the letter that trace Jackson Davis, who's obviously coming to Iowa tonight to play against the Hawkeyes, uh, that he received. We just talked about a lot of stuff that doesn't really have anything to do with the games. And so if you're someone who is looking for the games, obviously I want you to listen to our podcast, but I think that this is a really important conversation, but I felt that we owed it to you guys to tell you that this is not going to be me and Jordan breaking down the X's and O's of Iowa state, Oklahoma. It's not going to be us breaking down the X's and O's of Iowa and Indiana. There's just a lot of human things that I think needed to be, uh, needed to be discussed um, during this podcast that don't really have a whole lot to do with what's going on on the court. I know that C-Dub and Chris Hassel, I'm sure, uh, you know, have tackled that on their podcast. I haven't listened to it yet this morning. Uh, they were recording it right now as I'm, as I'm knocking this out. So, uh, I just wanted to say all those things. And then too, I mean, full disclosure, I forgot to do our ad read too. So it's like, I needed to just, uh, I needed to say some, a couple things and let you guys know what you guys are in, in store for. And then I wanted to shout out to our friends at Sweet Caroline's Kitchen and Cocktails on Main Street in Ames. It's the perfect place to go before or after Iowa State home games, anytime the Cyclones are on the road, or anytime the Hawkeyes are in action. 
It's a great spot for late night fun with a Southern inspired menu with a great collection of burgers, sandwiches, wings, and of course, Caroline's famous fried chicken. The atmosphere is incredible with plenty of TVs to watch any game on your radar. And there's a party room available for rent for your next big gathering. That's Sweet Caroline's Kitchen and Cocktails at 316 Main Street Names, the presenting sponsor of all our basketball conversation right here on J-Bo and Jared. We didn't really talk any basketball. I didn't even think about it. So I wanted to make sure and, and come back and and shout them out before uh, before the episode so that they uh, we we can show how much we appreciate them and and uh, and show our appreciation to to all of our great sponsors here at uh, at Iowa everywhere. Without much further ado, let's fire this thing up. Jordan Bohannon, Jared Stansberry. It's Jared and J-Bo on Iowa Everywhere. This is Iowa Everywhere. The podcast, Jordan Bohan is playing hurt tonight. (laughs) This is my flu game. This is yeah. This is your flu game. You unleashed like the the deadliest sneeze I've ever seen in my life right before the podcast started. I know. Then I forgot to turn the volume down on my ear earphones as I was sneezing. So of course it was a double whammy. Of course, uh, is it Iowa basketball that's made you sick? Iowa basketball over the last three weeks. I think I was just missing you, dude. It's it been is. a while. That's what it is. It's with uh, withdrawals. Yeah, I was, I'm getting the shakes. I, I was shaking in my bed last night, so that's probably what it was. I was missing you. <laughs> oh man, oh man. Yeah, it's been a rough couple of weeks for your Hawkeyes. We got to cover that here in uh, in a little bit. Iowa State with a big win tonight uh, over Oklahoma. Uh, won sixty three to sixty on the road. This was a crazy game, Jordan. They got up twenty five to thirteen. Uh, in the first eight minutes of the game or first 10 minutes of the game. And then Oklahoma closed the second, the first half on a 16 to four run uh, in order to, to tie it. And then Iowa State just able to get enough done in the second half to make plays. Some guys knocked down some big time shots. I mean, this Iowa State team just gets more and more impressive, man. To be able to go on the road in a game like this where, especially one I feel like where you blow a big lead like that and you're able to, to uh you know, just hang on. It just shows toughness, man. It just, I think it speaks to the metal of what this Iowa state team has right now. I think on top of two, cause they just come off, um, was it the Baylor, the game before, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. Yep. The ability, their ability to, I think kind of accomplish their offensive woes that they've had and score against really great defensive team like Baylor and then do it again. The next, next game. Um, I mean, you said they put up 25 points in the first 10 minutes. So mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't see the game, but. Well, yeah, they, then they didn't. Here's the thing I forgot to mention. Uh, they didn't yeah, score for nine minutes. Yeah. 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 Well, that's yeah. not surprising. But also, I think, it's, I think it says a lot more about where the team's trajectory is going, that they're able, that they've been working on offense in mm-hmm. practice. And I think it's starting to show, obviously, from the team, the last couple of games they played. Yeah, I mean, they they run good offense. They get good looks. And I think that, and they just share the ball really well. I, I, Taman Lipsy, man, is just, every time I watch him, I'm more and more impressed. He just has, he just has something about him, you know, that there's something that the guys that you can think of that come in and play point guard that just are, not going to do anything flashy, but they just got that heart, man. Like I just, it's something else, you know, it's pretty cool to watch as a freshman, but obviously he's got a long way to go and there's a, a lot of basketball to be played, but he is, uh, it just continues to impress me. This game against Oklahoma, he had some rebounds that were just 
like offensive boards going down there amongst the trees, just ripping the ball out. It just is so impressive. He just has that it about him. Yeah, and I think anytime you have a player that's passionate like that, as as young as he is, that's gonna that's gonna continue passing down every single recruiting class um, as long as he stays at Iowa State. So I mean, him him being what he is now, it's only gonna improve more, and that's gonna rub off on so many other guys too. And that's something I experienced firsthand when I first came in at Iowa with Peter Jock being the senior and him him being an All American. I was like, man, I want to work as hard as he can, as as hard he as hard as he has. I want to be just like him i want to shoot the ball like him i want to get in the gym when he is and i think anytime you have those types of guys that rubs off on so many for sure yeah i just uh iowa state's got tcu on saturday down in fort worth if they could steal both of these games uh on the road right off the bat i mean iowa state all of a sudden might be in the mix to talk about a big regular season championship like and be right there at the end you know i mean I don't think that there's going to be that many teams that go on the road and win in the big 12 this year. There never usually is, but I feel like that's even fewer this year. And I don't, I don't know that that's going to be a big game on Saturday just to kind of get yourself kicked in for the entire rest of the season. Well, we all know that a, a team coached by TJ after what he's done with his Iowa state program, that they're going to be very, they're going to be up there at the top of the conference, no matter what. And I'm not surprised how they've been playing. I think, I mean, seeing how the Big 12 is, you're right. I don't see a lot of road wins out there. Do you think the Big 12, I mean, do you think the Big 12 could get 10 teams in? I wouldn't say 10. I think just how conferences always shake up, it's almost, it's pretty hard on paper to get 10 teams in on a conference. I would say, they they could, they, would have to be seven and eleven. I think for sure they get eight. I think I think it's almost set in stone unless teams completely drop the ball that are in the middle of the pack. But I think right. for sure they're going to get eight in. Yeah, which is crazy to think about. Yeah, well, I mean, when you think about what Jerome Tang, Jerome Tang has done at Kansas State, and then, uh, I mean, I I think Oklahoma State is still a really good team. It's just they have not been able to get over the hump and. Uh, you know, get like a, I don't know. It just doesn't seem they've like, they've been as good as they can be. And TCU is like for, I would say going into Fort Worth on Saturday, I feel like you're catching TCU at the exact time that you want to, cause they're not playing their best ball, but that's the kind of team that by mid February, like no one's going to want to play TCU. Yeah. I mean, you saw how well TCU could be too. When they played Iowa, they played phenomenal against Iowa. So that's a scary team. I, I honestly think TCU has a chance to, be up there as well as one of the people that can win the big 12 just because of what they have at of all levels of scorers and um they're very very hard to score on a really great defensive team in my opinion after what i saw against iowa if they continued through that big 12 conference but man we saw i guess was it uh last night uh, it was like 112 to 107 or whatever um i don't know the final tally which was absurd to think about the kansas state game is yeah. that what you're talking about? Yeah, that's yeah, great. I'm talking about Kansas State, yeah, but like Big Twelve, I thought like I feel like, I think it was what three weeks ago we talked about this. Damn, like, Baylor's like, Baylor's beating TC by ten right now. I'm gonna keep an eye on that as we continue the, the program. But everybody in the morning will already know what's going on. But I, I feel like Big Twelve is like there's like half the teams that are really great defensive teams and half the teams are really great offensive teams. Like TCU is kinda a tweener team, but 
like Kansas State, that was out of nowhere. I mean, I think that was like the biggest over-under well, miscalculation in history. Yeah, it was seventy. Po- it was a seventy-point difference. It's unbelievable. I, I mean, and I looked at the live over/under. I don't know, probably late in the second half. It was two hundred six, and it had closed. I think at one thirty-six. Like that's that's incredible. That's just. I don't know what's up with Texas though. They've been giving up points the last couple games. I think they gave well, up. I'm looking it up. We, we know what's up with Texas. Well, yeah, yeah. I, that would I'm be really hard, man. That'd be really hard to be one of those one of those guys right now. I feel like I'm surprised though how well they played though. Even with yeah, oh well, yeah. I mean, they still scored. They still scored 103. It was 116 to 103. I think that's the Fine. first game that they lost. With I wish I could have watched it, but it was on the Longhorn Network, so nobody could watch it hardly. Shout out Longhorn Network. That's crazy. They still have that. Texas Tech, Kansas State was a good game, though, too. That was another one of those perfect examples. Like, it was just like this Iowa State-Oklahoma game tonight where uh, Kansas got out to a, a lead, and Texas Tech just, like, chipped away, and all of a sudden it's a close game at the very end, and Texas Tech had an opportunity to tie the game and send it to overtime. You know, it just is like every night it might come down to two, three points in every game in these Big 12 games, unless you're Kansas State going to Austin, apparently. Yeah. I think Texas Tech is a good good team this year. I, I'm, I mean, the whole Big Twelve, dude, it's just crazy. I just think it's I think it is te- going to be a. I, I'm not, I have not been very impressed by Tech so far, but I think I, I mean that it's like all relative. Yeah, it's like all relative. I don't think Tech's all of a sudden going to go 0 and 18. You know, and I think that they're going to keep getting better. Just it's a much different team than what he had last year. The thing that made them so good last year was that they were so like versatile everybody was six foot five and athletic and just like got after you you know and they're all strong and fast i mean we watched them play at the at the big 12 tournament and that team was incredible uh, when they played against iowa state that was hardly even before the game even started the line could have been 15 and i would have bet on it well yeah i think too like texas tech i'm looking at their scores i mean they only lost it by six to tcu they lost by three to kansas last night like the games they've lost, they're right there. Yeah. Well, no, it's, that's what I'm saying. I don't think they're a bad team. It just is in the Big 12, man. Like, if you get on a, a tough stretch right here, I don't know. They got Oklahoma, but then they got to go to Iowa State and then to Texas. Which, I mean, you just look at their schedule. I mean, it's like that with every Big 12 team. It's just absurd. Yeah. It's crazy. All right, let's talk about Iowa. I, I think that we've uh, been avoiding it to this point. Your Hawkeyes have had a bad couple weeks. Uh, the loss to Eastern Illinois, the loss to Nebraska, the loss to Penn State. They do play Indiana uh, tonight. It's uh, it's in Iowa City, right? Yeah. At yeah. Home. Yeah. At home in Iowa City. Uh, what do you have to say for yourself? Um. That's pretty much my answer. Um, I don't know, dude. I I had such high hopes coming off that Iowa State win. I know they didn't play well against TCU, which is a good team, but it's not like they don't care. I feel like they're almost putting too much pressure on themselves this year after what we did last year. I think not not necessarily they're like hungover, as that term is, hungover from the championship last year, but – I think there's just way too much. I mean, you look at Peyton Sanford. He hasn't made a shot in Big Ten play. 
He's a really good shooter. Do you think expectations, like, so expectations were just too high, you think? I don't think they're too high. I just think some of these kids out there are putting a little too much pressure on themselves and wanting to succeed at a historic level. And I think anytime you put that kind of pressure on yourself and you're looking at a macro term, like you're looking towards the end of the season instead of like day by day, that shit's hard, man. Like I know I've been through it myself, like trying to, get through day by day is hard as long but if you look at the bigger picture and that you want to win a championship you want to get to you know point c at the end of the season that's really hard to go throughout your whole path in the season with all that weight on your shoulder after you lose a game all these people talking and you have a bad shooting day you, you know you had a couple turnovers like that all piles on throughout the season i think I mean, after that Eastern Illinois loss, I think that was very detrimental to the team. Not from a season-wise, like I think they'll end up being okay, but personal-wise, I think that I think that took a toll on some of the guys. And um, you know, fans are just brutal on any any fan base. They always are. But man, well, that, I, was, that was a tough scene. I imagine it was especially hard because it was the the fact that it was the largest upset in history or whatever according to vegas and it was like everywhere all over the internet all over it's like you go on instagram there's all kinds of memes about it and things like that like that would be horrible (laughs) i mean i feel yeah i feel for those guys in that sense and that leads us to let's talk about patrick mccaffrey uh who announced on tuesday that he's going to take an indefinite leave of absence from the team uh, to deal with uh, his anxiety, which has made it too hard for him to be able to perform. Uh, this is a hard thing for me to talk about, dude. So I'm, I'm not going to try it. This just like I, I got mad respect for Patrick McCaffrey to come out and talk about this because that that would be really hard to to step away from the team and make that decision would be really hard. Uh, so I'll uh, I'll give you the floor for a second to to talk about Patrick McCaffrey. No, I, I think. This goes back to, I think it was my first or second episode when we were talking about John Wall and his article that he wrote and uh, obviously struck a huge chord with you and a lot of people that listen to this podcast. I think it's really important to kind of realize that, you know, it, it is entertainment that these guys are watching on TV, but, you know, this isn't – I'm trying to word this the right way. They're not actors, right? Like, they're right. human beings out there. And I think this is another example of a kid that is a great human being and wants to win for his university. You know, obviously his dad being the coach, his brother on the team, they're really tied to this university in the state and they want to do everything they can to make sure this program is at elite level. And I think there's just a lot of pressure on not only himself, but, you know, the McCaffrey family, obviously, and how Iowa has been in um, past years. Um, But, man, I have a lot of respect for Patrick for coming out and saying what he has and taking a leap leap of absence is – it's not a selfish thing to do. It's what he needs to do because at the end of the day, you're, you're the most important person. Like taking care of yourself is the most important thing. And, um, the fact that he's able to do that in the public eye and there's still people out there that are going to scrutinize him for doing this. But, um, I think nowadays it's starting to become more of okay to not be okay. And I think that's important in today's society. Yeah. I just think that, uh, it's, I just understand exactly what he's talking about. You know, what he says that how hard it is to get out of bed, how tired he is, how you can't, you don't feel like you can do 
what you need to do, you know, and you feel like you're letting people down. I've been in that position and that just is one of those things where I, I could never blame anybody for that. And I, anybody that could ever blame somebody for that or to think that they are letting you down. I don't, that's just like, that's really selfish. You know, that's what, that is what would drives me crazy about anybody that would ever think that, because I don't understand why there's so many people out there. And this takes us even to what happened with Trace Jackson Davis and not breezing past what is happening with Patrick, but what's going on with him and the letter that he got uh, from some weirdo in Indiana who was talking about the team and just saying things that were not helpful in any way, you know, that uh, was just super unnecessary. And when you have to, when you put up with those things and then you're already not feeling like yourself, you know, and you're just like in a position where you feel like there's all these, like there are people that are, are going to tell you that you're letting them down that, and that just is, that's terrifying. You know, and I, that's why I, res- how, why I respect what Patrick is, is doing so much because it, I think there's a lot of people out there that would not be strong enough to do that, you know, to understand that they can do what they need to do and nobody's going to hold that against them at the end of the day, because at the end of the day, if Patrick McCaffrey decides that he's going to come back and play basketball and that's what he wants to do, Patrick McCaffrey is going to be the best version of himself, which means that he's going to make up for whatever it is that he might've missed, you know, and everybody should want for like, want everybody to feel like they can be the best version of themselves, you know? And why would anybody ever try and hold someone back from that? Yeah, it's definitely a tough subject. And I think the more we kind of normalize not only athletes, but people like in general realizing that people are people like as as vague as that sounds like realizing people are human people deal with their own um, issues deal with their own problems they have issues that they don't want to talk about and i think a lot of people are selfish in their ways of not realizing that. And I think that's the main thing. A lot of, a lot of what issues are coming from, from speaking out about like this. I'm going to go tinfoil hat mode, like just in like on a deep level on, on something for just a second. Okay. Uh, with, I feel like there like people back in, like at, at a certain point, like you only knew the people that you knew, you know, that were right in your town or whatever. You didn't know anybody else, like anywhere outside of your area. Now, like you introduce the internet and then now you have access to everybody, but you forget that all of those people are real people because you don't like, it. just like, they're just people on the internet, you know, or they're just like the people that I watch on TV or things like that. And to them, it's not, it's like, it's not real you know, and, uh, I've just like been grappling with some of those things the last several days, even, you know, since what happened on Monday night football, like that just is, it just has been a, it's been a weird week to be a, to like think about sports sometimes, you know? I think you made some great points about the Buffalo bills player as well, but I just think society nowadays is so intertwined with the virtual world that like 
problems in other people's lives aren't a thing like they even can fathom anymore like I, we, me and my girlfriend talk about this all the time like when we're traveling you pass a car right or you're on the plane think about all those people you you like kind of encounter you don't really mm-hmm. talk to but you pass by you see them pass by in the car you walk by them in the airport they're all doing their own thing right like they all have their own stories like and they're all going somewhere right they're all dealing with their own thing and i feel like the internet and social media and twitter has kind of blocked that personal interactions that we have on a daily level and i think that has been a main issue why so many people have struggled to deal with anxiety deal deal with depression deal with all these things because they're afraid to come out and say it and that's frustrating from an athlete perspective like mine, because I know some of my teammates and some of the people and my friends that played sports have dealt with the same thing. I mean, you've, t- you've talked about your own story and I think it's really frustrating once you meet, see- meet these people and you listen to their story and then you see that there's people that has a perspective on well, no, how is even, why is that even a thing? Like just push through it, just go through it. Like that doesn't make any sense. And I think like that, that virtual world, man, it, it's once you start going down that road, um, you kind of can get lost in it. And I think a lot of people have gotten lost in it. Yeah. It just is, uh, it's, it just, it makes me sad sometimes, you know, it just is like, uh, I, I don't even know how the best way to put it. It, it just is really frustrating because you feel like we're better than that at times, you know, but and then you meet people, you meet so many people and there's so many good people out there, you know, that are, are supportive and do like really care about other people. But then you also just have these people who feel like they can do and say whatever they want to, to people. And I think that that's really, it's just like unfortunate, you know, like you have that right. But there was never a point in the past, unless you're going to write someone a letter or something like that, where you had the ability to say anything to anybody that you want at any time on Twitter or Facebook or whatever it may be, Instagram, any person out there that has a social media account on the planet could say something to another person at any time. And there are a lot of people out there that like don't have anything nice to say about people, you know? And I don't know if that's like a good thing, (laughs) honestly, the more that I think about it and the more that, uh, time goes on, I don't know. I feel like I'm being like a crotchety old man, but it just is like one of those things. Like, I don't know. Sometimes I just don't, I, I don't know. Sometimes I wonder, should we shut the internet down? That's a, I'm not being serious about that, but yeah, I mean, I, my dad says it all the time. Like, Lolo, stop. <laughs> Lolo agrees. Um, no, I feel like my, my dad says this all the time. I always ask him, like, why is he not on social media? And like, are you at early? rather like are you are you on social media like blah 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 do you ever listen to what people say like about me or my and my brothers or whatever he's like no i have no use to be on social media i was like okay that makes sense yeah but there's like a lot to social media offers he's like not not in my life which like it kind of makes sense like he's 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 to kind of go off my dad like he's kind of grown up he grew up from nothing right like in california he was raised in california i didn't really know his um dad his, his mom wasn't really in his life and um I, I think like 
his my dad's story kind of like i don't know i'm trying to like connect this with what we're talking about because my dad's story is really like unique compared to the majority of the world and i think like if most people were kind of that, that the way my dad kind of thinks and his mentality i think people just suck i, I think that's just what i'm trying to say <laughs> i think people fucking suck and i'm tired of it i think I, I was trying to go the nice way about it but man i i just the more i talk with my dad oh, the, more I talk with you, the more i talk with people bro like it is it is crazy to think about there's some people that will say whatever they'll get on their phone they get on the virtual world and just say whatever and they're okay with it right they, they think they think that's the right thing to do they think their lives are so great and they live in this fairy tale world i don't know and it's, it's getting to the point man like i don't even know i don't know because there's old people doing it too like i guarantee i'm gonna that dude i'm gonna read letter is an i'm gonna person. i was just say i'm gonna read from this letter this is the most it reads it like makes me sick to my stomach on some level but it's like it's also incredible that some of these things were written down on a piece of paper put into an envelope the guy wrote his name on the piece of paper and sent it off put he put a, a stamp on it and sent it off i can't like i just cannot believe that that is a thing that someone would do this is what this this says i know you will never give this i know they will never give this to you which is illegal but i'm writing it anyway my favorite player of all time is is calbert i'm not sure who that is i'm not an indiana basketball historian but not because he scored a lot but because he was an awesome leader you on the other hand are a horrible leader players got in trouble get in trouble all the time which means they didn't respect you or woody who also sucks as a leader I hated that guys cried to the refs after bad calls instead of keeping head up in the game way too much celebrating after dunks threes. I can't read this guy's handwriting. This is like the basic, uh, I'd rather watch a bunch of walk-ons getting their butts kicked than a, than the guys playing with zero passion. I was probably the only guy who didn't want race back because he also sucks as a leader. Hope you find some pride and be, some better leaders otherwise was something about that and then you're all gutless quitters who keep getting humiliated take your nil and reimburse those who went to something i don't know what the last part is but disgusting someone someone on the planet did that and like Fuck yes to Trace Jackson Davis for putting it out there and putting his name on it and like putting his ass on blast on Twitter. This Good on him, man. If you want to write that letter, if you want to write that letter to someone, you want to say that you are giving them every right to do whatever they want with it. And whatever happens after that? that, that's what I'm saying. He had the audacity not only to send the letter, not only to write the letter and to send it. It's one thing like, man, if you want to write that down, and like you want to get something out and you're just like you journal or something like do your thing bro this is really like that's just really fucking weird like just don't do this like in the fact that if you are a fan a sports fan out there and you would ever think about doing something like this just don't don't <laughs> don't, I don't do understand, it understand like how 
I don't know. Like how people are raised, I, I would get it if it was like a college kid that lost money on the game. Like I wouldn't still, I still wouldn't get it, but that's a different situation. But this guy is like obviously like an older man that sent that to Trace Jackson Davis. Like it's a new, I don't know. It, it, it doesn't feel like a normal social media tweet. Like this is more personal and this is more intent behind it. Honestly, I think, social the, media. I think a lot of social media would be better if old heads didn't treat young people like they're idiots all the time or people that are younger than them, like they're idiots all the time, just in general, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't even know what I'm saying. You know, like, you know what I'm talking about. The people yeah. out there that think that they know better than you do, even though, or think that they know better about something that like, for me, it's like, I've done this for 10 years for you. You played basketball for what? 15. Like, you know, you were, uh, in a position where it's like, why are you telling me what to do, man? Like, who are you to think that you can tell me what to do or tell me how to do my job criticism or thinking that you are, you know, giving some sort of constructive feedback, but doing it in a respectful way. I can appreciate that, you know, but if I was to go through and catalog all of the interactions that I have, where I said that someone is giving me feedback and chart them, I'm going to tell you right now, not a very high percentage of them would be respectful, (laughs) you know? Well, I think that's a big problem in society too. People listening to the wrong people, but yeah, I don't know. I think there's a lot wrong with our society, but everything we just talked about the last 30 minutes, I think that is one of the bigger issues right now is what's being said on social media too. By people that have just one, no clue what the hell they're talking about. And two, think they can just go and say whatever they want and have no repercussions. I'm not talking about like being violent with someone like saying something, Mm -hmm. but you just be behind a troll account and, and say whatever you want about someone's family or someone's playing ability that plays in college. It's ridiculous. And there's no need for it. You should start putting people on blast. Anybody still talk shit to you? Uh, a lot of it was Iowa state fans. I did a pretty good job. I will. I want to pat myself on the back. Well, you didn't even, you haven't even watched Iowa state the last two times. So how much of a backpack no, can you get? I want to, I want to put myself on the back real quick. I'm and just going to expose you. We're just, we're keeping it 100 here. We're just telling the truth. I had, I had a lot of, I had a lot of Iowa state college kids in my DMS and saying some crazy ass shit. Mostly one after I got, um, hit downtown and two um before and after my last game held and i was majority of times if it was really bad i put it on twitter early on in my career and put them on blasts and i mean people that follow me on twitter could yeah. find that but i did a, i i was proud of myself i didn't post anyone that said some crazy ass shit because i didn't want to ruin their lives I've seen it firsthand of a college baseball player calling me out and I put it on Twitter and he like, I kicked off the team and oh, shit. blah, blah, blah. It, shit was crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, but he was saying some crazy shit, but like that wasn't worse from what other, some of these other kids were saying in my, in my, in my DM. So, but low key, man, sometimes, myself on the back. sometimes the people that do these kinds of things, they need some shit to happen for them to realize like, yo, I need to, I need to rethink some shit, you know? Like 
need something that's going to be some sort of you've got to think twice about what you say to people you know and not be a complete asshat where then all of a sudden it's going to be like why would i ever want to fuck with that guy you know yeah. and that's where like the guy put his name on there imagine what his friends think of him dude if you if you sat there and that like you're an indiana fan and the guy you sit next to at the games on however many nights at assembly hall is the name on there and you're like oh fuck man like what i don't know i would just be how bad do you have to be to do something like that one and like two i doubt this guy has any friends no i guess three things that's Those the only things. reason he, you know what he needs to do he needs to get on a message board yeah message boards are he's yeah. welcome on cyclonefanatic.com at any time and we got the greatest people on the internet <laughs> i'm sure about that uh i don't i've never seen a bad word about you on there yeah i'm sure there's probably a live one right now going being typed uh, probably yeah yeah oh there most certainly is cyclone larry still wants you to unblock him every time that he mentioned <laughs> he know he knew the deal does he want to make a new bet do you want to rekindle i'm sure we can think can? of something i think i can get a line to larry and we can uh we we can make a we can make a plan here he tweeted at me the other day or uh, earlier today and said he had been he basically admitted to looking in my ass and I was like, why are you looking at my ass, Cyclone Larry? And then, yeah, he just is, I don't know what's up with that guy, but he really wants you to unblock him on Twitter. The thing is, like, yeah. I thought it was so funny. Like, if, if I was to, if I was to beat Iowa, I was going to unblock him. I, I was. I was going to live up to my bet. But... Did you ever hear, have you heard about when uh, he went viral because he put out a, a stat about Iowa that was, like, completely made up? It was something about how they'd scored the fewest they or they're the first team to do something since like 1897 like some crazy school you know and like hell of people were fucking retweeting it dude the biggest college people sports people on the planet and everybody was like you know quote tweeting it and reacting to it and it was just like it was pretty clearly like made up you know yeah and hell of people were, were uh, jumping on it and it was just seth davis probably was on it right away uh i, I don't know if i if i saw seth davis that there were some that were pretty funny about it though it was just uh yeah that guy is something else i think that you wouldn't i'm just saying i think you would enjoy the internet more if you did follow cyclone larry i will oh. give cyclone larry a shout out or I'm uh, sure. uh, you know that i'm sure i would but i know like i said this before i know if i have someone blocked they definitely said something that was really really bad so there is a reason why you're blocked cyclone larry but I am down to rekindle a new transaction or a bet to occur. You just have think, to align it through Jared. I think that uh, I think that Larry has grown up ever since He's the whole murder. Yeah, since the whole murdering beers thing, I think that he. That shit is so funny. <laughs> you just yeah. said I'm gonna murder you at beer. Yeah, yeah, something, yeah. It was something like that. <laughs> something along those lines. Uh, yeah, it is a, I don't know, dude. It's just been a, a crazy week. Did you see, did you see uh, Skip Bayless acting a fool on Monday night? Yeah. I, I didn't read, I didn't, I saw what he said. I didn't read exactly what he said, but 
dude i don't know there's so many people like that though like they just think sports is the most important thing in the world it's yeah. not i let me tell you it's not like it's part it's my whole life and i tell you it's not my life like it's not the most important thing yeah and it just is i mean it's one thing you know if you're you're wondering that like everybody's going to wonder that at some point you know it's it's just like he was doing it so soon like let's not think about that right now or at least not try and talk about it you know it's just, just let's just like move on like think about demar hamlin and then let's like move on to the next thing you know and not try and really overthink this whole deal but man the way that he acts on twitter in the way that in the times that i've watched their show in the way that he acts towards shannon sharp who is an og man like is a one of the greatest tight ends in the history of the nfl he's in the nfl hall of fame like one of the great athletes of the 1990s you know and skip bayless will disrespect him and that shit is crazy to me man where he's like cutting him off or saying things like there was a couple weeks ago he was saying something about how uh, shannon was jealous of tom brady's career and things like that like shannon's in the hall of fame like has won super bowls and that shit is that's like what drives me crazy about some people in in sports media like skip bayless gets paid like seven and a half million dollars a year to say crazy shit to do this shit yeah for what like why why who watches that who watches that now i feel bad for shannon because i think shannon is legitimately like really good at, at what he does and as a guy that could uh if he wanted to leave that show and go and do his own thing he could do anything he wanted to you know and i just feel like it's sad that he has has to be hitched to skip bayless or someone like him who just is feels hard like he just is a he's not a human being when he set, steps into being analyst skip, you know, which I think is really unfortunate. Yeah. I, I am shocked. There's a lot of people that watch that show, but I feel like there is a, huge, I don't think there are. I don't think there are. There isn't. No, it's probably, I feel like there is a thousand. huge, I feel like there's a huge like transition with media right now. And I think, I think in five to 10 years, it's going to completely change. Like how, how, uh, games are being broadcast who's talking during the games i mean we kind of already see that right now like paid manny eli manning are coming on and during monday night football and doing their thing which is fucking awesome like that that's what it should be like people that know the game talk about the game there will always be the market for joe buck and troy aikman you know calling the game like there's always going to be those people who just want to hear what's going on what i think is just so cool is that now you have so many athletes who do this kind of stuff, you know, and the people who are smartest about these things are the people who played it, you know, more often than not, because the coaches aren't going to do it. They're coaching, you know, it's the players. It's the people like JJ Redick. It's the people like, uh, man, uh, Kendrick Perkins, like people that have been in the league for a minute, Kevin Garnett, like Charles Barkley's the, is the original, you know, Shaquille O'Neal. I'm speaking in, in basketball, but football has got all theirs as well. But when you just have people, so many more people who have played the game that can talk about the game and break down the game and explain the game, that's what the future of sports media is. Because there's so many more people out there who want to understand the game. You know, they don't just want it to be like, because they know there's so many people out there who can't play, you know, who can't do the things that those people who play. And it's like, they need to be the ones who are going to teach the next generation of people how to play because then, you know, 
we continue to get better and better because the kids are watching those things and you're learning and you, you know, you watch a video of Tyrese Halliburton talking about how he reads pin down screens and things like that. And it's like, that's just, that's passing the knowledge, you know, that's passing the torch that's passing it on and just like spreading the game. And I don't know, I just, that's where I think that sports media is going. It's not going to be, Oh, I'm going to scream at another guy across the table and, and say crazy things, you know, or at least that, like I, that's what I hope it is. That's what I want it to be because that's as, for me as a consumer, that's what I want, you know, is I want someone to actually teach me something when I walk away from this, what am I going to learn? You know? And I'm excited for that. I'm excited to see all these young media people that are getting into this and that are, are doing it and doing it at a really high level. I think the perfect example is the TNT um, with Chuck and Shaquille and Ernie and, and Kenny. I think they single-handedly have almost shifted the whole media mm-hmm. market, in my opinion, media business. Because what they do, man, I mean, I think, I think honestly, like hands down, like, yeah, they have their fun. They're really, they're hell entertaining. Like they're so much fun to watch, but they, they, there's guys, they know the game. They play the game. They're hall of famers. They know exactly what these guys are going through. They have relationship with these players. Like, that's what I want to listen to. Like, I don't want to listen to Skip Bayless and someone random on ESPN talk about a play on sports center, a top 10 play. Like, I want to listen to those guys, man. Cause one, they're entertaining and two, they know what the hell they're talking mm-hmm. about. And three, they also, they have a guy that will moderate it and he knows the game as well. He didn't, I mean, he's not like Shaquille or Chuck, but I mean, he's someone that you want to go in and listen to like you're talking about. I, I, I just have so much respect for that show. I, I hope, I, I, I really think that's, that was a big transition for a lot of like how media is going out nowadays. I mean, I think they opened the door because it's like, they're the first, I don't know. I mean, they're the first guys that I can think of that are, have become like big stars for their show. You know, there's guys on, uh, on the NFL shows, but no, yeah. I mean, most of them are, are either old heads, you know, which nothing against Terry Bradshaw or like Jimmy Johnson or like any of those other guys that are on there, but it just is like not the same kind of vibe. The thing that is so cool about it, NBA tonight is, uh, or inside the NBA is that, uh, everyone just gets to be themselves, you know, and there's no plan outside of, Oh, we're going to do these highlights. Other than that, we're just going to sit up here and we're going to talk about whatever, you know, we're gonna talk about basketball and we're just going to like play. We're going to mess around, you know, but we're going to teach some people things like you're going to learn something. And like, ever like someone's going to say something insightful and they're going to do interviews with people and they'll have Dwayne Wade on, or they'll have Candace Parker on or whoever that people that just are really smart people about the game that now all of a sudden there's so, so much more access to their minds, you know, and it's good that there's people out there who are willing to be those kinds of things, you know, and that want to do those kinds of things and want to entertain people and continue to do that and do it in a, a smart way, not just a, I don't know, just a crazy way, give and takes. Yeah. I think that's yeah. why what we're doing here too is great. Like with, with not only our podcast, but I everywhere, like we're kind of shifting that, I mean, we have a target audience that, that we're really knowing of. And I think, I mean, we're only a few months out. And I mean, I think Chris put up the numbers early on. I think that, that that's just a testament to not only what us have, us two have been able to do, but what Chris has started here. And I think it's really important for the, the state of Iowa as well. I mean, everything that we talked about, like that's exactly how 
I love listening to media guys that know what they're talking about. And, and I would like to imagine like us two know exactly what we're talking about too. And, and we like to just t- randomly. I'm sure, talk we're, about I'm sure we're wrong sometimes. Most oh, of the time. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Most people, but we're, we're going to be willing to admit when we're wrong. Unlike some other reporters or journalists out there, which is the ego thing we talked about a couple weeks ago. Did you see skip when he came, or, uh, when Shannon came back and saw to skip today? Yeah. Shannon popped off on him. Yeah. It's about time. That's what I was like, man, put his, put him in his place. Mm-hmm. Show him what's up. Like, th- you know, it's one thing, like it, there was a point when it was Skip's show at the beginning, when it was like Shannon was coming on and joining Skip, but it's been like seven years since that happened. It's their show. You know, yeah. Shannon yeah. has, is just as big a piece of that show. And that's why it's like, why would you put up with this shit? If you're tired of him, like do something about it, you know? He's the one who's going to be left in the dust. No one's going to want to work with him. No. If Shannon Shab, if Shannon left Skip, like who is going to be willing to risk their livelihood on a guy that a Hall of Famer just left? Right. I mean, it just is, I feel like it's a, that breed of journalism is kind of a sinking ship. And it's like, even Stephen A, I don't feel like Stephen A does that really as much anymore. No. You know? It's almost like it's forced and scripted, man. Like it's like, uh, I think it is to it's it is yeah. to an extent. That's why I say it's like it's entertainment. It's not, but like so much of discourse of sports <laughs> discourse has become that you know, and it's all about oh who's in your top five, you know, what's yeah. your top who who's your top five shooting guards of all time, you know, and we've all got to have if you don't have your running shoot top five shooting guards of all time running in your list at all times someone's going to catch you lacking and you're going to be the one who's a moron, you know? Yeah. And it's like, uh, it's just, it's, it's just crazy. You know, why can't we just watch sports sometimes? We yeah, don't have man. to give takes on them. No, you made a good point there because, <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> like random facts, like, okay. Yeah. They're important, but just because you know, random ass facts about, someone that played on this team in 1985 like oh i definitely know some of those like don't get me wrong i'm I'm definitely one of those guys but i i don't know but, you, but you're not one of those people that do, do like do it for uh not only like a bit or like entertainment or like acting on a on a set because yeah. that happens so much nowadays like they just research their balls off and then they just rip off all these facts oh about, yeah they've got the craziest statistic of all time yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, this, this isn't going to impact the next game, man. Like, it's just not like they're different guys in the locker room. LeBron James is the first player with 43 points, eight rebounds, seven assists, six blocks, two steals, and, uh, one rolled ankle <laughs> since December 17th, 1963, Bill Russell, uh, with the Boston Celtics, and just like they'll say that <laughs> they say that number, it's just they'll say whatever the numbers were. It's just like, who the fuck's job is it to Bro, find that? I, there's an NBA player that had an interview. Now that you brought that up, like a couple years ago, and they said like you're the first player, blah blah blah. And he's like, honestly, nowadays, like they just say whatever to say they're the first person they get right right it doesn't even matter nowadays everything has to be so impactful that it's going to catch somebody's eye you know and it's like uh i i saw something from i'm I'm looking it up there is the last couple of weeks in the nba have been insane with guys 
score. Oh, people have been like popping the fuck off. Like yeah. Donovan Mitchell just had 71. I feel I was like say, Donovan Mitchell about. had 71, but uh, Luka Doncic had 50 at one point. I think Joel Embiid. Yeah, and I was trying to pull up the whole list, and I can't find. There it is. Uh, these guys tweet so much. In the last week, we've seen Donovan Mitchell 71 points, Luca 61 points. That, and this is the best part: 61 points, 21 rebounds, and eight assists or 10 assists. Giannis had 55, 10, and seven. LeBron had 47, 10, and nine, and Clay had a 54 point, 10 three pointer game. That's incredible. And I know that there's probably people out there that are like, "Oh, nobody's playing defense." I'm telling y'all right now, they are doing everything that they can. There are some people playing the game of basketball right now who are fucking incredible. I can tell you firsthand, dude. I, I experienced in the G League. I'm not even joking you, bro. Like, all these guys have there, – there's 90% of these guys I'm playing against have been in the league or are in the league with a two-way or will be in the league. Bro, it – you can say there's not defense in the NBA. I I was a believer, Jared. I was a fucking believer. I I thought that no one played defense in in, in NBA or anyone affiliated with the NBA. I can tell you firsthand there, no matter what kind of defense is being played, guys will score forty. Guys will score fifty. It does not matter. It doesn't matter. What's the most you've had scored on you? High school. What was it? It was like 34. AJ Green. No one's ever scored more than 34 points against you? I mean, not that I can remember. Who was it? Who did it? AJ Green. But uh -oh. the thing is, like, nowadays... Hey, AJ Green's getting minutes for the, buck, uh, for the Bucks, man. Yeah, he is. But nowadays, dude, I... People say like that question, or they're like, "Oh, I've I've never allowed someone to score more than thirty on me." Blah blah blah. Like, you're not playing one on one, dude. Like, right. you're playing five on five. I don't care if you're point guard be point guard. That point guard isn't going to guard that point guard the whole game. It's just it's just a fact. That's all I'm saying. Because I know I've, I've you, seen bro? it. Did he cook what? you, bro? Did he cook you? I mean, I had 44 that game. Oh, shit. Okay. So yeah. it was just, oh, okay. I mean, I don't but, think no one, nobody can blame you then. That's not your fault, you know? No, nah, that was a sub-state final game. He hit a buzzer beater. It's my senior year, detrimental to my basketball career. It's just like the burn card in blackjack. If, if that shot didn't go in, my whole life changes. The which one? It's, it's just like a burn card in blackjack, right? Like Oh, yeah. Card, yeah. Like everything changes your whole life changes i mean your whole life your whole life changes you think if you'd won the state championship oh, yes your whole life everything changes how what do you mean how what you win changes? A state title well i mean yeah i don't know you still got well let's see i don't go to mexico my senior year right yeah like i don't go on spring break yeah maybe i i don't <laughs> Maybe I don't experience alcohol at all. Oh, oh. Maybe my <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't. I didn't know what you were talking about. But not all well, that. That's that didn't change your whole. Look where you're at now. It didn't change your whole life. 
you know what I mean though. Like one, one little thing. That's what's so, no, this is what's crazy. When that shit happened, I'm sure you felt like that had everything had changed your life. It's like shit. No, but I'm, I, dude, you're not understanding my fucking point. I'm saying like one little thing changes in your life, right? Or happens in your life. Yeah. It changes everything for the, for eternity. Right. Yeah, I man, I guess can. Yeah. Dude, you're not, you're not understanding what I'm saying, dude. No, I listen. don't get it. I don't no, get it. Listen, okay. Okay, so let's say I, I have to I, – I leave to Salt Lake City, right, tomorrow yeah. morning. I plane leaves at 9 from Des Moines. I, I leave my apartment at 7.05. Let's say – oh, this is bad. I can't say this. I don't know how to word this. Like, there's <laughs> – Let's say I, I run or I, I get to it because lights are censored, right? Mm-hmm. Green light or red light. Yeah. So let's say I run or I get to a, I get to a, I get to a, a stoplight. Okay. And the light yeah. turns green for me. And a guy that's trying to make it to work in time, the light turns red. And there's a crosswalk. It's 30 seconds. You know what I'm saying? You, you get what I'm saying? So yeah. he, stops at the, he stops at the stoplight, right? And now he's late for work. Like that little thing changed his mm-hmm. whole life. Maybe he gets fired from work. All because I. Yeah, I mean you're right, dude. Yeah, you're right. It's yeah, it's like it's the just butterfly. It's crazy how everything's connected. Isn't that the butterfly dude, effect? That's all, yeah, that's what I'm fucking saying. It's crazy how everything's connected. I wonder how many people out there there are that you have either positively or negatively impacted in a way impacted their life in a way that you just have no idea that you ever. I'm sure there's a lot of people, but it's like someone that has no idea who you are and you have no idea who they are, but they always will remember this one interaction that they had with this one random person. This one time, it was that guy, you know, and it's just like forever. They'll, you'll never know. Like you'll just be unconsciously hated by this random person or you'll be unconsciously like respected. You know, that's, that's what's kind of cool about it. That's what I'm trying to get at too. Like, okay, you held the door open. Okay, I'm sorry, you didn't do a good job explaining. What I do. I don't know how else you want me to explain that. No, no, I get what you're saying. I get what you're but saying. You know what I mean? Like you said, thank you for uh, someone holding the door open for you, and you smiled, and they smiled back, and then you're you're all happy for the day. <laughs> She's happy for the day. He's happy for whatever she, whatever he or she was. Whole be nice to people. That's the that's the lesson. Be nice. Great, to people. great summary for everything we've talked about. Yeah, I feel like we have. I don't know. I feel like that was a really deep. It's been deep like last fifty three minutes. Well, intermixed yeah. with like some uh, surface level basketball knowledge because you didn't watch Iowa State. You didn't do your homework. I mean, to be fair. I know you're playing hurt. I know you're playing hurt. I'm not, I'm not mad about it. I've been sick and I've had a hell of a last week of games. Yeah. I was just, I'm just giving you shit, dude. I'm not mad about it. I've I've watched one college basketball game in the last five days. I got to get you on, uh, I got to get you on the YouTube channel. That's got the 20 minute games. You can pop them on there and then they shows you the entire game, 20 minutes. Yeah. Or you can just look on the ESPN game cast and just see who played well, who did it. So you don't even to see need to see the game, dude. If no, like I've I've watched so much fucking basketball with film and like college basketball in general as an athlete, dude. I can I can literally just go on the ESPN like stats and I can see 
I could just see. And the game cast, it shows like when shots are taken too. Like if I just scroll through mm-hmm. and let's say like a team went on 12 or all run and a guy came down on the team and they shot like a quick shot on the shot clock. Like I could just tell like, okay, that guy was nowhere to be found this game. Like he hurt yeah. the team. It's pretty easy to do. Anyone that's played basketball, like you could, you would be able to do it. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I'm sure that could. I know how to read the stat sheet. That's yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> that's pretty, I mean, yeah, that's pretty basic. But there is, you do need to watch the game to know like the tenor of the game. Okay, so well, can, yeah. So you obviously. can analyze it, you know. You know. I'm just talking. If about we, if, see, if we had given, if we'd been able to do podcasts the last two weeks, we would have given more in depth breakdowns of eastern illinois and iowa i'm sure that they would have been really riveting not blaming anybody i'm not like i'm not saying anything like that we just didn't do it we just didn't have time to do them but uh it's uh nah it's good to be back is what we're good now yeah it's good to be back dude it's good to talk to you we'll uh we'll talk to everybody again next week peace iowa everywhere